When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Post Match Podcast. And a post match podcast that, to be honest with you, is, is it's going to be flat for the first five, ten minutes or whatever. Because look, nobody wanted the result from tonight um, that we got. Uh, although I will say to be able to come back and to draw one all um, after the, the the entirety of the first ninety minutes, I would go so far as to say where we were poor. And we were, um, I, I'll be honest with you. When, yeah, let, let's talk about our performance separately to a couple of other a couple of other things, um, I suppose, really, with regards to this. But a one-all draw in Villa Park, uh, opportunity to go top of the league. Um, I, I, I will say I'm not going to treat this one like a death in the family um, be, for a lot of reasons, um, and namely because we are uh, on 39 points and we are... Um, Still in the mix, uh, you know, taking points. Yes, I, I haven't even opened the, up the comments. I hope you'll appreciate that for the moment because um, I can see that there's like 85 comments in there already, and we will we will scroll down through them and pick out a couple of them and and, and discuss them in a moment because I won't have Paddy on the podcast today. Can't get uh, internet access where he is at the moment, um. So I will rely on your comments. So please pop in those in there. But I just think a lot in this game was um was as we wouldn't have wanted, as we wouldn't have expected. And um, uh, yet, yet a lot of it was when you put the mirror of, uh, of, of, of expectation against, you know, when you put the mirror up of expectation and one side of it is what you expect and the other side of it is the what you feel may happen. And I suppose Cameron Archer scoring in the 87th minute was something a lot of people had on their bingo cards and we even spoke about it beforehand, but we would have hoped that we would have been in a in a fortuitous position before that happened, 
Um, I'm purposely leaving out, I suppose, uh, some VAR decisions because I want to discuss those individually in their own right um, later on. But I suppose I'm just trying to digest my thoughts uh, for the moment's being um, because a one-all today isn't what we expected, but it's still a point, a good point based on how the actual game transpired. Uh, going down 1-0 in the 87th minute and then uh, equalising in the 97th minute to Zaniolo, somebody who people have fired a lot of shots at. Um, you know, when is he going to come good? That could be the point that, and that could be the goal that, 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 that secures us Champions League football later on in the year. We all know how much I wanted and how much Paddy wanted and how much every single one of the 287 people watching here at this moment in time wanted um, to be able to to, to say we were top of the league at Christmas and it's not going to happen now. And look, at the end of the day, that's all we would have won. Winning tonight would have only given us the opportunity to say we were top of the league come Christmas time. Um, we've lost games before that we thought we're going to finish our, our season and finish our run. And we've come back and we have bolstered ourselves and we have, um, we have uh, gotten results that we didn't deserve to get. Well, not sorry, not sorry. Not results we didn't deserve to get. Results we didn't expect to get. Um, so I am not throwing babies out with batwaters or, as I said, treating this like a debt in the family just yet, uh, for sure. Um, obviously, I thought we were going to win today. I think every single Villa fan did. I think every single Sheffield United fan thought they were in for a hard day. Um, they came here to set up and frustrate, and I think they did. They were incredibly lucky in that first half incredibly lucky. I'm not going to sit here and sound like a salty um a, a salty fan because we've we've been the benefactors of uh, when I say the benefactors I mean like but we've we've beaten teams we shouldn't have beaten recently. If you look at stature if you look at where league tables and stuff like that namely Man City and Arsenal. And when I say we shouldn't have beat them please give me a moment to explain that for a moment. Give me a moment to explain that cuz I feel we can beat any team in our day but we couldn't beat Sheffield United today. And give me a moment to explain that as well. But there were teams we weren't expected to beat, Man City and Arsenal. They were going to be our tests. They were going to be our Waterloo's, and they were going to be the ones that might have been the 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 ones to knock the wheels off the wagon. And they didn't. But you think back to you know the, the Arsenal game, whereby we obviously had a lot of Arsenal people, a lot of Arsenal um, podcasts discuss and come up with excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse as to why they didn't win. Um, and we're not going to do that because we played poor in, in parts of this game today. We were afraid to shoot. If you don't shoot, you don't score. Unfortunately, if you don't shoot, you don't score, especially when you're when you're playing against a team of five at the back and that Vinny, that Vinny Souza who... Just, I found him an annoyance today, um, and that was his job. He, he did his job well. His job was to be an annoyance today. His job was to play that number six role. His job was to be the third man in to grab players whenever, uh, you know, whenever two players uh, squared up to each other. That was his job. His job was to frustrate. His job was to was to obfuscate from uh, from situations when 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 you know there might have been a 50-50 battle in the field, and I mean that even. You know, two players going for the ball and he might come in and, and, and come in late. And that's fine. That's his job. And he did it really well tonight. Um, and we need to learn how to how to play against a player like that. We need to learn how to play against lots of players like that as we go through. Because we're going to see it in Europe as well. And um, and we saw it tonight. And I think Chris Wilder, that's, that's a, a staple of a Chris Wilder team. To have that guy. He had it with the likes of John Lundstrom um, when he was in the team as well. A fellow who could... 
I'm not going to say rise you, but a fellow who would always be there to muddy the water whenever something uh, whenever something happened. Um, I just thought I I, I genuinely I, I posted a couple of times in the first half. You know, if you don't shoot, you don't score. And and Aston Villa tonight looked like they 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 weren't going to shoot the ball. They were bringing the ball like they were walking around with it inside in the box for for a good period of time, and we just couldn't get shots away for whatever reason. Or we weren't we weren't taking shots. We were being overly patient. I think there's there's a trust the process and there's a trust the process. And obviously we trust the process, but every so often you need to have a sight a sighter because if the goalkeeper never has to get set, and um, when he doesn't expect to get set. Uh, then you, you know you can walk the ball into the box all you want, and the goalkeeper's going to have going to stay clean and have a very very easy night of it. Um, I thought the team selection we had was absolutely one hundred percent. I thought it was spot on. I thought there was there was nobody that shouldn't have been on the field on the field. Um, I thought I thought we struggled for a bit of creativity. Um, I don't share the the opinion as well that there's a couple of opinions floating around on, on social media that the Abbey was poor. I don't share that. I think he put in a very good shift uh, of play tonight. Um, I don't share the opinion that um, that Matty Cash was poor tonight. Um, I suppose of all the players I thought looked, looked the slappiest uh, at times, specifically in the first half, I thought it might have been Jacob Ramsey um, just because I know what he can do and, 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 and there was times when he wasn't doing it, but um, I wouldn't even call him sloppy if that's the case. You know, I, w- I wouldn't call it. I thought that we were, we were, all, we were very, very patient in the first half. Probably too patient to pull the trigger, as I say, and that's the one annoyance I have is that, uh, you know, sometimes we got the ball in the edge of the area, and our goal against Man City, if you just remember that, it comes from a shot from the edge of the area that takes a deflection and goes in. They all count. I don't care how they're going. They all count. Um, and we weren't willing to do that. We were willing to walk it around at the edge of the box, try and get into the box, have crosses into the box and get the second ball. And, you know, there were certain instances where we got a lot of joy out of that, but we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And we didn't really work Wes Fotheringham either. The only time we really, really worked him, truth be told, was the Alex Moreno save in 80, whatever, 89 minutes. Um, that was the only time he really had to make a, Decent save, um, I think, um, and 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 that's the disappointing part for me. That's the disappointing part for me is that um, we were overly patient, probably. Um, if if that's if that's true, now I suppose a lot of people are going to be on, and, and once again, I I do apologize. Keep commenting, and I will come to your comments in a moment. I'm purposely. Want to keep my train of thought here for a moment. As you know, we come on post-match, specifically in post-match losses. And uh, I have the clue what I'm going to say. And I'm trying to trying to gather my thoughts as well because we come on right on uh, as close to ha- full-time as we possibly can. But I want to get to the VAR decisions. And and uh, I'm disappointed in VAR today. I'm disappointed. Um, there'll be lots of fans of football clubs to, like I'm sure if there's an Arsenal fan that looks into this they will say Cam is a bitch because uh, they feel that, that Matty Cash handled the ball and that, it, that, that uh, Kai Havertz didn't handle the ball in that goal that was disallowed for them I think for me the more I watch the disallowed goal the more I can understand that there was a foul in the build up play and bear with me in this one I know people are going to say but Ramsey was being pulled out as well he absolutely was I can't understand why that wasn't looked at but Ramsey had his hands in the goalkeeper we know you can't have your hands in the goalkeeper 
saying that the ball is punched out, the ball is recycled through two other phases of play before Aston Villa win the ball back. And then when Aston Villa win the ball back, it goes through another further two phases of play and it ends up in the back of the net. I just, that that's, that's my comment on that one. There was a foul. There were extra phases of play. I don't know the rules well enough. I don't know the rules well enough to be able to say what constitutes a, a phase of play. I don't know the rules well enough to be able to say if um, if the phase of play even fucking matter. I'm just saying that there were extra phases. There, were, there was ample time to get that ball clear afterwards. And how far do you go back, I suppose, is, is all I'm saying. It was a foul, like there was hands on him from, from Jacob Ramsey. Completely see that. Um, it's what transpired afterwards, and and that's the, the that's my issue with that is the, uh, I suppose, the it's just the muddying of the rules that 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 people don't know, and um, and if you want to chalk it off, chalk it off. I've, I've I've no problem with that, but there were a couple of other things then that happened in the game that were a small bit more blatant. There was a handball in the second half. That's a handball. Every other game, every other game, that's handball. Um, it wasn't given. Fair enough. We move on. But my biggest gripe of VAR was the penalty in the first half. And I, the reason I said I spoke about Vinny Souza was Vinny Souza has all sorts of hands on Ali Watkins at the back post. And I wouldn't mind. I'd have no problem with that not being given a penalty if, if Vinny Souza wasn't the man that heads the ball away. He heads the ball away and he's two hands on Ali Watkins' back. And he's a grab of his jersey as well. And how that isn't given as a penalty, I will never know. But all that, that aside, we're not going to sit here and blame the wind as to why Villa couldn't win. We're not going to do that. Villa didn't shoot. It comes back to this for me. The biggest thing for me is, yes, there were bad VAR decisions that I felt. There were bad VAR decisions. Yes, we got caught with an absolutely sucker punch, stupid goal to give away. We weren't ready for the free kick. We dived in for, for Hammer and we were still all filing back when Ar Cameron Archer was, was loose in the box and it was obviously going to be Cameron Archer that scored. Great goal from, like, fantastic goal from Sheffield United. We've scored goals like that before and cheered them out, out the roof. Have to give them credit for that. I can still, in the same breath, say we should be a bit more prepared for that. It was late in the game. We fell asleep. We fell asleep for, for that goal and we shouldn't do that. And if we wanted to be top of the league... If Aston Villa wanted to be top of the league, you don't fall asleep. That's 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 my views, you know. And, and disappointing at all is the goal that was disallowed was you don't fall asleep. Um, the positive for me, the absolute positive for me was um, Zanio's goal was absolutely brilliant. And this is and the reason that I, I I say that is he was brave. He got in front of a, front of the goalkeeper, which not not one of our players tried to do. Because we didn't get we, number one, we didn't get crossed like that in our game. But Zaniolo gets in front of the goalkeeper, and this is why I think he should be played as a second striker as opposed to being played out, out, out wide in the wing. He did a couple of stupid things when he came on, gave away a couple of city frees, but the, that goal is worth a point to us. And that point, when we trace the back the points at the end of the year, that point could be worth a lot of money to Aston Villa, as could the point that Ali Watkins won it late on against Bournemouth. And the reason that I bring up that, go that, that goal against Bournemouth is not losing 
might be more might end up being more important to this team than spending one day top of the league. Obviously, I'm be I know that an extra two points has worked a hell of a lot more to this team. But what I'm talking about is character building, character wise, in games that we're expected to win, that we go one nil down and we go right, we got to get the finger out here and we got to get something back. Maybe from from a, a, a mental strengthening point of view, maybe that's going to be worth more to this team. I, there's obviously no way to quantify it. I 100% know that. There's no way to quantify it. Um, but potentially, that's, you know, those two draws, maybe if you look back at the end of the season and if we do get into Champions League or better, um, and the converse to this, I know, is you should be beating teams at the bottom of the league if you want to win the league, and that's 100% right. You know, that is 100% right. But getting into the Champions League, maybe getting a draw like this today or a draw against Bournemouth, um, when we conceded so late, maybe they're the mental strengtheners that, 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 that this team needs. Maybe they're the strengtheners, mental strengtheners that this team can build on. Maybe they're the things, the strings that Unai Emery can pull on in training, in, uh, in meetings over this short period of games every four days. That fortitude that the that the that the late goals or late equalizers can bring you, maybe that's something that that, that he can draw on. I I don't know. I'm not I'm no sports psychologist. I'm not. Um, and I fucking wanted to win this game more than anything. And I am disappointed we didn't win this game. And I'm not coming on here just scraping the barrel for for positives. I'm trying to understand as a professional football team, which will look at that game in a completely different way to me or you or anybody here on this podcast will look at this game. They'll analyze it in a completely different way. Um, and they won't give a shit about VAR. Like when they look back through their, their video, they won't care about VAR. It won't be a case of, oh, we should have won because of VAR. That's an excuse that's solely for fans. It's an excuse that that that, that will be solely for fan, for fans. I would imagine in the Nunai Emery world is what I mean, because he's going to study back through this for a video point of view and say we didn't execute here, we didn't execute here, we fell asleep here, we did this here, Zaniola did this here, and he scored a goal here, and blah blah blah, and that's fine, and that's brilliant, and I think he should do that. But I also think we as fans should talk about, like I firmly believe that that penalty in the first half was as. Blatant penalties you're going to find. As blatant a penalty as you will find um, in that situation. And it wasn't given. And I think that that's, that's not on. Um, I also think the handball in the second half, you know, uh, again, there was talk of big biceps. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Like, like handballs are so subjective at the moment. Um, and it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to talk about VAR. But it's also okay to admit that Sheffield United will also, I think Sheffield United will feel hard done by with the fact that, not hard done by, but I think that they will feel happy. They got the point, obviously, for sure, in the predicament that they're in. But they'll feel like it was two points lost for them after scoring so late. And we should not have let them into that situation. As a team, we should not let them into that situation. We should not like the 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 free the, the the situation surrounding the free. If I'm not mistaken, you know, obviously the camera wasn't on the free being taken, so we had to see that in the in the in the the replay. And uh, I just think I just think the you know, and it's at 87 minutes, so I can understand there's tired bodies there, but 
you know, if you if, if you want to go top of the league, you got you got to play for ninety, you got to play for hundred minutes, and that's being harsh, I know, and I know people are going to say they're talking nonsense because VAR fucked us or whatever, and that if you have that opinion, I look, I one hundred percent respect you. 100% respect you. Absolutely 1 million percent because I can agree I think that one VAR decision was was incorrect today. I, I, and I, I think it was very incorrect. I can understand one other decision but one decision I certainly can't understand and I and I can't understand a, a reasoning for, for the penalty not being given in the first half. But then again, you know, as I say, it's the first half. There's still... 75 odd minutes to be played in the game. Who knows what happens after that? Villa might have gone on to win 4 0, but Villa might have also gone on to lose 2 1. So it's like that game, like like um like everything else. You can only take things in the moment and you can only discuss them then afterwards. And that's why it's so difficult to do a post-match podcast. You're discussing incidents in the moment in the heat of, the, of of battle and in the heat of fire, and after coming away from being pretty much pissed off the way our team didn't get the result. And I'm trying to be as objective as I possibly can here because it's the 22nd of December and I fucking really want to enjoy Christmas, you know? And I still will enjoy Christmas because Aston Villa are in an elevated position far beyond um, where I would have thought that we would have been at this time of the season. Uh, this time last season, should I say. And I'm really, really proud of my team for that. And I'm proud of my team for coming back to draw one all today. I'm very proud of Aston Villa Football Club for coming back to draw today. Sad and all as may sound, and I don't mean that as negative towards uh, Sheffield United, but basically in the team sheet tantrum, we spoke and we spoke and we spoke and we spoke about going top of the table. We didn't do that. But at the end of the day, winning this game, all it would have done was given us an opportunity to screenshot the, shot the top of the table for one week. There's nothing to say that come the 26th of December, we can't be top of the table again. There is nothing to say that isn't that, that can't happen. So if we live for the one screenshot, which I have said I wanted to do, so I'm actually talking to myself, not to anybody else here, and I'm convincing myself, if we live for that one screenshot, is that enough for us? And that's that's kind of what I'm what I, what I'm. It's a novelty. Don't get me wrong, and I I would be literally I would have had it on screen for the whole lot tonight. I had a whole plan to have it here, have it floating around the screen and everything. I was trying to build something, and that's okay. And I've no problem with saying that, and I've no problem with being uh, excited before the game. And you know, we'll have troll fans who come in and say, "Oh, you've, you know, you you uh, you shit the bed or whatever," and you're one opportunity to go top of the league. Fine, absolutely, like. I'm not embarrassed by that, and I don't think any other Aston Villa fans should be. And the only re the only way that that uh, the like I have no problem with any with any opposition fan saying that because at the end of the day, Villa are outperforming, um, and 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 people might say this is small time mentality if you want, but it, it's realism. At the end of the day, Villa are outperforming, and we can still go top of the league at some stage over the next couple of weeks. We absolutely can. Um, this is a bad day at the office. It was a bad result for Aston Villa from the point of view of where we what we wanted to do and where the carrot was in front of us. But come the end of the season, this could be this could be a perfect point. It could be a perfect point come the end of the season. The team isn't immune to dropping points when they should be winning them. We're we're definitely good at winning points when we should be losing them. But we've become very good at winning points when uh, we've uh, we've become. We're becoming better at winning points when we should be losing them, but we're still not immune to losing points when we should be winning them. And if anybody 
can do that tongue twister um, later on after a couple more points. There's uh, there's there's a prize in the post for you. I'm going to come to your comments. I'm 22 minutes in. I know I, I spoke about uh, about this, that, and the other there, about needing your comments as well. And Aston Villa, the amateur fan, says, I'm angry with VAR, I'm angry with the referee, and I'm mostly angry with the players. They didn't speed up play all match until they conceded. They wanted an easy 1-0 win and ended up drawing one all. I find it very difficult to disagree with that. I do. An honest Neil will find it very, very difficult to disagree with that. Um, the only part I'll disagree with, with, with uh, is I'm not so much angry with the players. I'm just, as I said, I, as I went and I explained previously, that, that I'm just angry at the lack of shots in the first half. I think you need to pepper. I think you need to take a couple, especially at home. I think you have to have a couple of sighters. You have to keep keep a goalkeeper honest. And we, uh, For me, that was my only gripe. I'm not too disappointed with the speed of play, but my only gripe was you have to keep a keeper honest. And, and and we 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 didn't in the first half, I think. Um where else are we? Uh, yeah, as as English Richard Park says, I think it was a penalty. I just do. Uh being like as I said, I've discussed the other VAR decisions. I can understand them. I do, sorry, I can I can see the foul in the in the build up to the goal. I don't understand where a phase of play begins and ends and so on and so forth. And I don't understand fully the rule. And that's okay. Like I could be like I'm sure I'm I'm wrong somewhere in there. I may be wrong somewhere inside there because I don't understand the rule to the to the fullest of its knowledge. But I would like an explanation on it. Put it that way. I would like an explanation on it. Um but I but I can admit that there was a foul in the build up to the goal. Um where else is there? Uh, Sarko says, we didn't play well enough tonight, but my God, we got absolutely shafted in some decisions. Um, as I say, VAR is 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 the topic of a lot of discussions uh, within within the chat. And, and, and I'm loath to just, I'm loath to, I will go back and read all the comments as I always do. I'm loath to just show VAR uh, comments because I think the game had... The, the game had more nuance to that in a lot of areas, specifically, I suppose, in our own areas where we maybe didn't meet the mark. Um, MZ says, fair play to Zaniolo. I take it back that he's shite. <laughs> there you go. It's okay. Like, we've done this with Bailey. We've done this as a communal uh, podcast with Leon Bailey. And we've said, like, there was a time where we were very close. I was maybe not as close as Paddy, and Paddy's admitted that to writing off Leon Bailey. We can always put the arms around people and bring them back in again. And fair play to Zaniolo. He's gotten two goals to win us two games um, in his last, well, in last three, two goals in the last three appearances, I think it is. And uh, fair play to him. Fair play to him. Um, I'm going to scroll down here a small bit there. A lot of VAR discussion there. A lot of uh, uh, talking about the referee. Um uh, uh, that this is one as well. Rookie Master 0607 says uh, the defender moved his arm towards the ball and using his bicep joke of refereeing performance in VAR. Um, I, I thought he did as well, um, but he had big biceps. That's what, was, that's what they said. Big biceps. We should all get in the gym, I think. Um, Junior Bennett says Powell was badly missed. Um, I think he was in some ways. But I think Longley was fine. I, I think 
I, I understand what you're saying, Junior, here for sure. I understand that like we were we were without the raking ball, the pop, the pop, let's put my teeth back in again. We're out we were without the raking ball that Pau Torres has been very adept at uh, in recent weeks. And I think the speed that that, fa- that, that or the, the, the pace that that gives our attack when he does it, specifically when he sees the defense shift to one side and that raking ball comes across, we didn't have that tonight. And if we did, we had to wait for Dougie Louise to get it. So, yes, I will say. I'm probably 52, we didn't miss him. 48, we did miss him. If that makes sense, um, but I agree. I agree. I agree with you to a degree. <laughs> um, Captain Nuggets, this is exactly it. Like absolutely. Like last year's Villa definitely loses that. Uh, Stephen Jared's Villa loses that. Dean Smith's Villa probably loses that. Um, we didn't lose tonight. It's a frustrating draw because of where we are in the table. But as I said again, and 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 I'm sure that, and I'm disappointed, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be the fucking smartest man in the room here. I'm disappointed that I don't have that screenshot. I'm disappointed, but I'm trying to talk myself into, well, not trying to talk myself, I think I have talked myself into the fact, because it is fact and it is true, the only thing that tonight's game would have given us was a screenshot for 24 hours, potentially. And we could still have that in the 26th if that's what we want. But I think the team would prefer to live to fight another day. Um, obviously, it's easier to fight another day when you're two points clear at the top of the league or one point clear at the top of the league or whatever it is. But y- y- you know what I mean. Um, you guys know what I mean. Um, where else are we? Uh, I'm going to scroll down a small little bit here, guys. Uh, apologies. if I, I, I will go back and as I always do, I read the comments. Um, Richard Edwards makes uh, a, a great point here. The final bo- ball into the box was poor. Um, the final ball into the box was for, was for a different striker than what we had. Against, uh, and, I, and I preface that, geez, that may, makes me sound very anti-Ollie um, anti, uh, Watkins. Obviously, I'm not. He's right there. I really need to figure out what's left and right in this camera. He's right there. I'm obviously not in, but uh, against three center halves, the ball into the box that we had, I thought was was for a different type of striker. Um, we had no space in the box, none, zero, zilch, none, whatever, no space. And, and, and at times in the first half, we were looking for that cutback, and it just wasn't there. So the annoyance for me was, and I agree with you, Richard. Because because of the the amount of balls we were trying to get into the box, the annoyance for me was that we didn't recycle it back and have shots from outside the box. I know players have probably been told not to do it. I know the process is something different, but sometimes you have to. And I'm reluctant to say go outside the structure because of what Unai Emery has done, but I think sometimes you have that leeway. You have more leeway than you think to try and ping one in the top corner, specifically if things aren't going. Like, I'm talking about 40 minutes gone in the first half and you get a sighter on your, on your right foot and your Dougie Louise and you go, fuck, I can, I can bend this one in the top corner. Have a go at it. Instead of maybe recycling it out again. Specifically when there's six men behind the ball or seven men behind the ball. Like, you never know what kind of a clip it gets off the side of a fella's ear and goes in the other side of the goals when the goalkeeper's wrong-footed. I'm a big believer in that because Teams score those goals regularly, and um, and we scored one against against Manchester Manchester City. 
Um, thank you so much. There's been wow, 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 wow. There's been a, 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 an influx of people. Um, Rachel, thank you so much. You've become a YouTube member. Thank you so much for that. And Neil Bates, bitterly disappointed, but as a positive, Zaniola's header was very good. Easy to put that over the bar. Merry Christmas to you, Paddy, your families, and all. And Neil, thank you so much for that. Um, Neil's a good, solid name. Neil's a good, solid name. There should be more of us, buddy. I really should, but thank you so much for that. And you make a great point about Zaniola's header. Um, it was deft. It was a nice little touch. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sold on him being the finisher as opposed to being the creator. I'm almost sold on him solely being a striker at this stage uh, within this team. Um, and Captain Nugget, thank you so much. Um, Jordan Pilgrim, thank you so much for that as well. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to go back to some comments here as well. Um, yeah, this is a good point as well, Big Mikey 95. This is what happens when teams are scared of you. They just, uh, I, I, okay, I'm going to go through your comments in, in, in a moment. There's parts I agree with and parts I disagree with, and that's absolutely fine. That's what this course is all about, and I love you for putting in the comments, so thank you so much. Um, this is what happens when teams are scared of you. They just sit sit all 11 men behind the ball. Look when we scored their spot, their, uh, I presume that their, their kickoff, they thought uh, they were playing rugby. It's, it's always hard to break down. Agree with the premise of that for sure. Um, I'm not quite sure how scared they were of us, given that we didn't take too many. Like I know the shots number is 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 relatively high, but I don't think we took an awful lot of uh, actual shots that, that that made a real difference um, in the game. And I'll go back to this. I think in a game like this, I've got PTSD over when Aston Villa played Burnley under. Was it Smith or was it Gerard? I think it might have been Smith. And we crossed the ball something like 50 times in the game. And we didn't have a shot. And I think I just have PTSD after that. Um, because there's nothing to be lost by having a pot shot every now and then. Keep a team honest. And I agree with you. But I, I agree with you in everything apart from the scared. They did set 11 men behind the ball. I think when teams sit 11 men behind the ball, sometimes having that shot to see if something squirts in your favor is as good as uh, trying to cross the ball in and see if something squirts in your favor. It, it changes the, the the point of attack. But uh, who am I? I'm a fella sitting in my room in Galway. Um, you know, I'm not a, a a tactical genius at all and never, ever claimed to be for sure. Um, where else are we going to go? Um, where else are we... A uh, lot of well done to to Zaniolo. A lot of people kind of agreeing that 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 I'll I'll paraphrase for some of the comments there that, that Ramsey was a bit off the pace tonight. I just I thought he was sloppy. I thought he was sloppy in the first half. I thought he put put in a load of work running wise. I must say I thought that he was he was where he needed to be. He was. There was a couple of times in the second half maybe where where the, he he was blowing smoke, but um. I thought in the first half he was where he needed to be from a positional wise. I just thought when the ball was at his feet, like there was one instance in the first half. Was it the first half? It was first half where um, he passed into Watkins and it was an eye of the needle pass, but it was behind Watkins. If it's in front of Watkins, I think we were able to manipulate it an awful lot better because not only Watkins had to check his run, I think McGinn was coming up on the right hand side of Watkins as well. And both of them had to check their run and it really slowed down the play. And I'm, 
picking on a really difficult pass. I'm fully aware of that. It was completely, it was level of difficulty in that pass was, was high. But as he gets more attuned and gets more games in, there were the passes he was making towards the end of last season. And he can do it again. He can absolutely do that again. Um, where else are we here? Um, I think if anything, I think if anything, I suppose that this game probably does show that we might need. Well, obviously, I, I, I think I think you want to be an ostrich with your head in the sand, not to think that we we needed one or two people in January, um, to maintain our position. Um, I think I I I think we like like realistically speaking, you have to have believed that. Um, to kick on and, and and maintain our position, even um, it's no harm to have one or two more bodies in there. I think we will, and I think that I think from a an attacking point of view tonight, we'll probably show that. You know, it's no it's no secret that, and this isn't being disparaging to these teams, but it's no secret that Wolves have held us to a draw, Bournemouth have held us to a draw, um, Sheffield United have held us to a draw, and Forest have beaten us. Teams that were expected to go and dominate were not were dominating in possession, but we're not creating the mass amount of chances that we need to, and we're not converting those mass chances. So there's 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 um there's probably a bit of thought that needs to go into that, um and whether it's new and 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 I think it probably is injection injection of players or a player. In, in the attacking side of things and a player in the defensive side of things, whether it be defensive midfielder or whether it be right back or whatever. I know there's a clamor for 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 a new right back. Um I, I wouldn't be surprised. I certainly wouldn't be surprised uh with, with, with a new right back for sure. Um I'm gonna wrap it up in a moment, guys, because for two reasons. A few more drinks to have. It's Christmas and I'm starting and I'm finished work today for 10, 11 days, 12 days. So it's Christmas and we got to get back to that. So as I said at the start of the podcast, this result ain't going to ruin my Christmas. Um, I'm not going to let it. Um, but I can. Un- I am disappointed. I'm disappointed we don't have the screenshot. And at the end of the day, as I said, this podcast will be framed with that's all we would have gotten from tonight. I want it. I think we should have it. I think VAR, I think the VR decision was was poor. I think we slept, we fell asleep for the goal. Um, and I hold a lot of those opinions at the same time. And that's that's just human nature to be able to do that. So I'm gonna finish up as well. Um couple of uh, couple more comments here as well. There, where was it? Um and Gary Holder makes a great point here. Every game is gonna to get tougher, no matter who we play. No matter who we play. David Dam says we miss Bundia on days like today. I called it out in the team sheet tantrum. I had a feeling he I had a I spoke about the Abbey. I, I thought the Abbey was better tonight. I thought his work rate was top notch. I thought um thought he looked very, very favorable on his left foot uh today, as in he really wanted to just have everything on his left foot. And he needs to learn from that because you ain't winning penalties in the in the Premier League if every player knows you're going to be turning on your left foot. You ain't uh, getting shots. You are, you're not always going to be able to cut back and curl one in the top corner. So that's something I'd like to see see change. And, and interestingly enough, Bailey had that issue as well last year. It was a big thing where players knew what they had to do with him. Maybe that's something he needs to he needs to to, to work on. Um, but Buendia 
in that pocket in front of the in front of a back three or a back two today. Um, that is what he's best at. Frustrating player in his own right, gives away the ball, Bundia. Not a complete player, but a good player. Very good player. And someone that I hope comes back sooner rather than later to to in- infuse this team. Like if he was back in three weeks' time, we arguably we wouldn't need to sign an, an a new um attacking player for that obviously for that position in, in January. Arguably, I know it's arguably, we all want signings. Hey, I want all the signings we can possibly get. There's nothing I love more than than looking at new players, seeing how they'll fit in, doing statistical analysis. But it is a balancing act as well, you know, with who you have and who you can bring in as well. Um, and GTA Remix says, if it makes you feel any better, your last any better, your last minute goal cost me 180 quid. Um, it doesn't because it's Christmas, and I don't care whether you support Birmingham. Even if you support Birmingham, I want everybody to have an extra 180 quid in their back pocket. I want everyone to have. I want the world to have an extra 180 thousand quid in their back pocket and be happy. Um, I just wish I was that small bit happier tonight uh, than 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 everybody else. Uh, put it that way. But I'm still happy. I'm still happy. We have a lot to we've we've a lot to be happy about with Aston Villa. We've a lot to be happy about um, uh, with, with Aston Villa. And uh, as I say, who knows? We may still get to take our screw. We had a very good chance tonight. And they won't get much better. But never write us off. You know, as I say, as Emmy Martin says, I'm a believer, mate. I'm a believer. And uh, I also believe that the big man is going to come down my chimney on the 24th of December. And he's going to leave me a lovely present. And uh, hopefully that is one that I get to open on uh, 26th of December. And it's three points against Man United. And with that, we will be back with a preview show for that game. And I thank every single one of you from the bottom of my heart for listening to me talk shite. I would say for the last 40, for, for the last 40 minutes, I don't know how I did it for 40 minutes, but thanks a million. And thanks a million for everything you do for the podcast uh, throughout the course of the whole year. I'll probably be saying that every single podcast for from now, but just in case you miss any of them, I will still thank you because you guys have been absolutely amazing. The podcast has grown, grown beyond all recognition in the last 365 days. We have, massive plans for the new year and plans that just fall into our laps. We are the luckiest people in the whole entire world, myself and Paddy. And we're lucky because of the interactions you guys have, the fact that you guys follow the podcast, the fact that you guys interact with us on Twitter. People are people come and look at a the podcast. They look at the, the intelligent stuff that you guys say, the unintelligent stuff that we say here as well. And, you know, people want to get involved. And I, and I thank you guys for that because Without you guys, we're just two fellas talking into two cameras like two weirdos. Um, so I do really, really appreciate it. And on that note, I'm going to leave you guys go. Wish you all an absolutely fantastic Christmas if you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, I hope the 25th of December is the best day of your life. I hope the 26th of December is even better when we beat Man United. And uh, I hope to see you guys back for a preview show uh, in the coming days because uh, the train ain't stopping here for Christmas. So thanks very much, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, happy Christmas, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.